This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. the middle of the night, and as often my custom, I was up late at my computer working on a project. My husband was on the computer in his office when suddenly he came into the room where I was working and said, I have bad news. My heart stopped. What bad news could this be? In a few seconds, a whole range of possibilities flashed across my mind. I even thought of his mother, now in her late 90s. He then handed me some pages that he had printed from the computer. Tom Robinson was gone. I was in shock. I couldn't believe it. Not Tom. Never in a million years would I have thought My husband was speaking of Tom Robinson. Shock, disbelief, and profound grief flooded my heart and mind as I considered the gravity of this news. I immediately thought of his beautiful wife, Cleo Parker Robinson, and the immense loss and grief for her. Tom Robinson and Cleo Parker Robinson were soulmates, two beautiful people God brought together for his greater purposes. So who was Tom Robinson? He was a great man of tremendous talent, character, love for his family, and commitment of service to others in all he did. Tom was in many ways an ordinary man, yet who lived his life in an extraordinary way with all the gifts and talents God gave him, which in his case were many. Many come to this earth whose names are household names and they make tremendous contributions. Others are well-known in more circumscribed spheres and yet their contributions are no less wide-ranging and impactful. Tom Robinson died on the 4th of April, 2022, the same day one of my favorite heroes, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., was also taken from the earth in 1968. Both men changed the world and made a significant impact on the lives of many people. The seeds of love, inspiration, encouragement, and motivation to excellence continue to live in many people that Tom coached, taught, and served. Born and raised in Denver, Colorado, Thomas Edward Robinson was a student at Sacred Heart and Regis Jesuit High School. He excelled in sports where he was a star athlete especially in football. In addition, he was also an academic scholar studying Latin and mathematics. 
1969, he graduated from Colorado State University in math, where he was also an All-American running back and cornerback, which earned him the title of the bomb. Tom also ran track and played basketball. Later in 1982, he earned a master's degree in public administration from the University of Denver. In 1964, Tom was chosen as high school prom king. His prom queen was Cleo Parker, who would later become his wife for more than 51 years. After graduation from college, Tom tried out for the NFL San Francisco 49ers football team. His wife, Cleo Parker Robinson, looked forward to a career as a football wife until a devastating injury squashed Tom's pro football dreams, and he returned to Denver. Cleo Parker Robinson grew up in Texas as the daughter of a white mother and a black father. Texas was a hotbed of racial disparity and discrimination. She regularly had to drink from the colored water fountain, while her mother drank from the white water fountain. In childhood, she suffered a grave illness that affected her kidneys and her heart. She was bedridden and told she'd never walk again. As a Black child, she was denied admittance to the local hospital, though eventually she was treated at the Black hospital. Following these traumas, she temporarily lost her voice and became mute. When her parents and family relocated to Denver, she experienced a new world of possibility. And Tom Robinson was part of helping her to imagine new dreams. Cleo Parker Robinson was a dancer, and that was her love. In 1970, Tom co-founded the Cleo Parker Robinson Dance Company with his wife. Through dance, Cleo Parker Robinson regained her voice and has been dancing volumes since. Tom was always her biggest supporter, both personally and also of the dance company. He served on the board of directors and was business manager for many years. He addressed every aspect of a nonprofit arts entity and ensured a permanent home for the dance company in the shorter AME building at 20th and Washington streets in the Denver Five Points community. He regularly attended performances and traveled with the company on their many trips. It is even reported that he grilled lobster for the dancers in North Carolina. And on at least one occasion, he even danced a rain dance. In addition to supporting his wife and managing the Cleo Parker Robinson Dance Company, Tom also had his own separate career in the sports and academic worlds. He returned to his alma mater, Reaches Jesuit School, where he taught all levels of math, including calculus. He was assistant coach in football, basketball, and track, and was the varsity basketball coach 
and the varsity golf coach. While at Regis, he was named Teacher of the Year, and he created the Regis Diversity Program, served on the board of directors, and he has a scholarship named for him with more than half a million dollars in funding. Over the years, people affectionately referred to Tom as coach. He was also a high school football official. And by the way, that word coach really embodies who Tom was and how he lived. Following the years at Regis, Tom became the assistant commissioner for CHASA, which stands for the Colorado High School Activities Association, where he was primarily responsible for overseeing the golf program and officials. He was instrumental in developing a sporting behavior program based on the idea that fans should, quote, cheer for your team and not against your opponents, unquote. When I think about the sport of golf, the word sportsmanship actually comes to mind. And when I think about golf programs for young people and for children in particular, not only are they taught golf skills and excellence in the sport, they're also taught excellence in life and in character and in integrity and in kindness. And Tom was an excellent ambassador for such values. In the sport of golf, for example, it's one of the few sports where you keep your own score and you are required to keep the score accurately. Yeah, there are people actually keeping an official score, but you present your scorecard and it's anticipated that your scorecard will be correct and accurate and honest. Later, Tom served as collegiate football official for the Western Athletic and Mountain West Conferences, replay official for the CFO West, which serves both the Big 8 and Big 12 Mountain West and Southland Conferences. He worked the Blue Bonnet, Fiesta, Rose, Cotton, Gator, Independence, and Citrus Bowls. He later served as a collegiate instant replay official, which led him to officiating for the 2017 NCAA title game between Clemson and Alabama. Tom is the recipient of so many awards, they are too numerous to mention, though a subset includes National Football Foundation Hall of Fame's Outstanding College Official, the John Adams Officiating Award, and the Lloyd Gaskell Award from the Colorado High School Coaches Association. I first became familiar with the Cleo Parker Robinson Dance Company in the early 90s when I attended a Denver performance with a group of psychologist colleagues. In recent years, my husband and I discovered that the Cleo Parker Robinson Dance Company performs annually for the Colorado College Martin Luther King Jr. Celebration here in Colorado Springs. Once we discovered this wonderful opportunity, my husband and I have consistently attended. The Cleo Parker Robinson dancers are innovative and their performances combine the best of art and inspiration about important world issues. They are internationally known and sought out for their artistry, creativity, 
and social commentary through the arts. My husband and I always look forward to visiting with Cleo after the show and taking photos together. When she introduced us to her husband, we loved him too. He was always quiet and in the background. You would never know he was with Cleo unless you knew. He enjoyed watching his wife shine in the limelight. Profoundly talented and revered himself, he was an humble man who enjoyed being the quiet strength and support from behind the scenes. When I think about Tony Dungy's book, Quiet Strength, and I think about how Tom was, in fact, a kingdom man, a God man of quiet strength. He always looked forward to seeing and talking to Tom as much as seeing Cleo. What I remember most about Tom was his beautiful smile. He smiled with both his mouth and eyes. And his smile was full of genuine warmth and kindness. I also loved the way he looked at his wife from across the room. You could see the deep love he had for Cleo and just how he looked at her. When my husband and I attended the virtual memorial service for him on the 15th of April, someone said he spoke volumes with his eyes. Whenever I'd see Cleo and Tom together, I'd think of lovebirds for life. Tom was a Christian man, a Catholic, who lived out his faith from the inside of his character. Although he didn't say much with words, he said a lot with actions. Because he allowed his actions to speak for him, it was natural for him to encourage his wife, Cleo, to dance out her voice and message. The same as he lived out his voice and message, he encouraged her to dance out her voice and message. The song that comes to mind for me when I think of Tom is the song, May the Work I've Done Speak for Me. And some of the words in that song are as follows. It says, may the works I've done speak for me. May the works I've done speak for me. When I'm resting in my grave, there's nothing more to be said. May the works I've done speak for me. That was Tom's life and how he lived. At his memorial service, his son Malik said, that his father always showed up for him and was always for him. Tom also passed on the leadership skills to his son, who now manages the dance studio. One of Tom's granddaughters said that he would always do anything for his family, and he was always willing to play. In a tribute from his golf community friends, Tom was described as living a life focused on others and shining a light on others. People from every season and every era of his life attended the memorial service, as well as many local dignitaries. In addition, condolences and tributes poured in from all over the world. Because of his many contributions to the community and society at large, 
he received citations from the U.S. legislature, the Colorado State Legislature, the governor of Colorado, and the mayor of Denver. Though he was an humble man who did not brag about his successes, his many successes could not be hidden under a bushel. His light shined brightly in all he did. There are many leadership lessons I could extract from Tom's life, though I will only focus on a few. Number one, love your family as your number one priority. We've talked about Tom's loyalty and devotion to his wife, his son, his grandchildren, and other family members. Though he was busy at work, his family was not eclipsed by the busyness of work. So that's an important lesson there. Love your family is your number one priority. Number two, use your God-given talents to serve, coach, mentor, and develop others in every sphere where he operated, whether in the many sports where he served, in the academic classroom, or at the dance theater. That's how he lived life. He served, coached, mentored, and developed others. Number three, strive for excellence in all you do and love what you get to do. There would be times when, let's say, a team might lose a game by a point or there'd be some flaw in their performance. And as the story goes, Tom would pour over film footage of that game and he would look at where did we go wrong? Where did we make a mistake? And more importantly, what can we learn from that? And how could we apply that learning and lesson going forward? His wife, Cleo, also talks about a time when she was taking golf lessons from her husband. And he taught her everything he knew to teach her. And they got to a point where he said, you really need to find a teacher who's more advanced than where I am in golf. I've done everything that I can do for you in golf. Cleo, who was undeterred, said, no, I believe there's more you can teach me. I want to learn from you. I don't want to go out and find somebody else. So what did Tom do? He educated himself to the next level. He learned even more about golf. And then he continued to instruct his wife and to give her golf lessons. Number four, show love and kindness in all circumstances. We are most like God when we are showing the love of God to other people around us. And Tom certainly did that every day. Focus on the positive. One of the things his son Malik said about his father is he said his father told him, it takes more energy to be mad. Try smiling. And if it's not life or death, don't stress. His wife, Cleo, also said that she knew that her husband in his latter days and months was in a significant amount of pain. Yet he didn't complain about pain. He didn't focus on pain. For him, life was never about him. He was God's instrument to pour into the lives of other people. The Cleo Parker Robinson 
dance troupe continues to do wonderful work and to benefit audiences worldwide. And I encourage you to think about how you could continue to support this wonderful organization. You can give donations to Cleo Parker Robinson Dance by going to cleoparkerdance.org. That's cleoparkerdance.org. And any donations that you give to the dance troupe support many programs, including artists in residence, new works that they are creating, and scholarships for the talented and wonderful dancers in the troupe. Cleo Parker Robinson said that she and her husband were soulmates. They saw the competitive, athletic in each other. She says, we were yin and yang, alpha and omega. We saw the world differently, she says, and yet we seemed to balance one another. One of the reasons I love them as a couple is that they remind me of me and my husband. Like Cleo, I am the front and center public figure. Like Tom, Greg, my husband, is the behind-the-scenes quiet strength of support. Like Tom, Greg has his own significant accomplishments and achievements, and yet he takes time to also encourage and support my dreams. What a blessing that is. My husband and I, though we are unified in our vision, we too are opposites in many ways. And that's what makes us a great combination. And that's what made Cleo and Tom a great combination. Brought together and ordained by God so that together they could do more than what either one of them would have done alone. A song that was sung at the Celebration of Life service for Tom was a song called Don't Cry for Me. Some of the words from the song were as follows. The time I spent with you will always be. My time was meant to be. The time I shared with you was my legacy. You still carry on. Don't cry for me. Those words are so like Tom. He'd want the legacy to continue to live through the others that he loved and supported and poured into. Because yet again, it wasn't about him, though it was about what he with others was creating. Tom was a man who embodied the principles I regularly share on this show about living leadership legacy. He understood his God-given mission to his family, to his work associates, and to everyone with whom he came in contact. Gone too soon at 76 years old, I will always remember his living leadership legacy. Greg and I will remember Tom for his quiet strength, kindness, gentleness, dignity, and grace. To my sister, 
Cleo Parker Robinson. I remind you that Tom has now passed the baton to you, Malik, and the next generations. Because of his living leadership legacy, you have his powerful spirit with you at all times. Love is stronger than death and transcends these mortal bodies. May God give you peace, strength, comfort, and his loving presence forever. Before I let you go today, let me just say that the last time I saw Tom Robinson, I didn't know that it would be the last time that I would see Tom Robinson. I imagined that there would be many more occasions and many more years of celebrations together. I say this to remind all of us that time is short. Life is short. We must live each day to the fullest. Tell your loved ones that you love them when you see them today. Don't wait until tomorrow or to some more opportune time that may or may not come. I am thankful for the times that I had in the presence of Tom Robinson. I'm thankful for all the ways that he showed up on the earth and because of even my brief associations with him, my life is enriched. So again, love those around you. Tell them you love them and spend quality time each time you have the chance. Today, I want to close this segment with a verse that reminds me of how Tom lived. He lived in this way for the glory of God. The verse is Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.